Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. Well, we're in a, a series called Power Principles, and every week we look into Scripture and we look at principles that God has given us to live by. And when we come to Christ, we know little about the Bible, most of us, and we live our lives by maybe what we've been taught by our parents, what we've learned in school, what culture is shoving down our throats, and life never works well. And you look at the condition of the world, and the reason is people don't know how to live according to God's Word. He's the one who created us. He knows how we work. It's just like whoever, you know, Mr. Ford who built the Model T. He knew how to build an engine and he knew how it worked. God knows how we work. And as we learn and grow in Christ, our lives can change. Our homes can change. Our marriages can change. How we think changes. And we can live the best possible life that you can live on this earth. Amen? So we're going to today look at another principle, and I call this principle the, the, the principle of discernment, or today's message will title The Power of Discernment. In John 10, 27 through 28, if you have your Bible, turn with me. I encourage you to take notes. Today is more of a teaching, and there's a lot of scripture, so I hope you, you learn something today out of the Word of God. John 10, 27. Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. Jesus says, My sheep listen to my voice. And then he says, I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand because they listen to my voice. I know them. No one will snatch them out of my hand because they follow me. They are close to me. So today I want to talk about the power of discernment. The power of being able to hear the voice of the shepherd. Hear the voice of God. The power of being able to know and discern the voice of God above all other voices that speak to all of us on a daily basis. And now more than ever, you and I need to be able to differentiate the voice of God from every other voice. What is from God and what isn't from God? First John 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. So God tells us there are spirits on the earth, all kinds of spirits. And he says, test the spirits to see whether they are from God. We're going to learn today, how do we test the spirits? How do we know what's from God and what's not from God? Because some voices are demonic. Some voices are truly demonic spirits and demonic entities that will speak to you. 
You know, some things are obvious where people actually, whether they're ignorant and knowing that they're doing this or not, some things are obvious. Tarot cards, Ouija boards, palm reading. All these things the Bible talks about and the Bible labels these things as sorcery. There has always been sorcery on the earth. See, the devil always mimics God. He's a fraud. But he copies God. And there's power in that because there's spirits. See? These things are real. And then there's voices that come from your sinful nature. Now, I, I pray to God you learn something today because this is so important for you as a believer to understand how this world works and what's real. And this stuff is real. There's things and voices that come from your sin nature, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the carnal nature, that part of us that is opposed to the spirit nature that needs to be redeemed by the Holy Spirit to come alive and have God's spirit within us. The carnal nature always wants to do things that are contrary to the spirit nature, which is what God through Holy, the Holy Spirit, gives us power to live in the spirit nature. But the carnal nature has a voice too. And your carnal nature, for example, your carnal nature will say, yeah, I know you have work this morning, but stay in bed. I know you already had chocolate chips, ice cream, and donuts, but what's another donut going to do? Your carnal nature. Don't get hungry now. But Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice. It's interesting because whenever you see the word sheep in the Bible, there's it, symbolism there. And God calls his children sheep because he is the great shepherd. He's the shepherd. We are the sheep. And then the, when, you, when you see the word goat, it's usually attached to the, the devil and Satanism. You see a lot of sa satanic symbols connected to the goat. The sheep, God uses as his people. And the goat is always attached to the demonic and Satanism. But there's a big difference between sheep and goats. Sheep have a strong flocking instinct. They gather together. They become very agitated when they're separated from the rest of the flock. You got to get this. Jesus says his sheep hear his voice. They follow him. He's close to them. Then there's goats that are very independent and somewhat rebellious. See, are you a sheep or are you a goat? The sheep... <laughs> sheep desire to be together. Sheep long to come to the house of God and be with other sheep. Sheep long to be with other believers because we are his flock. Sheep long and, and long to, and seek the shepherd and follow his voice. 
Goats are independent. Goats could care less about connecting. And the Bible is filled with the symbolism that when we receive the Holy Spirit, instinctually we become sheep. We can finally hear the shepherd's voice. We're drawn to the shepherd's voice. We're drawn to the house of the shepherd. We're drawn to each other as sheep. Goats are independent. It's impossible to be a Christian and not be a sheep. Because it's only the sheep that listen to the voice of the Lord. It's only the sheep that Jesus says, I know them. It's only the sheep that follow Jesus. When Jesus calls, you see his sheep. So discernment is perceiving the difference between right and wrong, good and evil, truth and error, and identifying God's will and direction for your life and his people. See, we must be people of discernment. You know, even, uh, even politically, it's amazing how many Christians have no, are not using discernment. They're hearing other voices. They're being drawn by other voices. And they're not discerning where is God in this? What does God believe in this? Who is God actually backing? Because they're standing on the principles of God's word. Because we need discernment, especially in the times that we're living in. So Jesus, we see, sends the Holy Spirit to us because he says, I'll not leave you as orphans. I'm going to have the Holy Spirit come. And we read, and we'll talk about the Holy Spirit as another Sunday. The Holy Spirit, the Bible says, empowers us, wakes us up, makes us so that we, we're not no longer dead in our trespasses and sins, but now we're awakened and born again, and empowers us to live the way God wants us to live and gives us a power and authority over our carnal nature. The side of us that's abased, the side, side of us that doesn't want to do what, what God wants us to do. The Holy Spirit is what gives us that anointing and power to live the way God wants us to live. And the Holy Spirit gives us discernment. The Holy Spirit gives us the ability now to know what is right and what is wrong. See, before you receive the Holy Spirit, what is right and what is wrong is, is based on lots of things. How you believe, what you were taught, what your parents have showed you is right and wrong, what society says is right and wrong. And trust me, everything that society's saying is right and wrong, especially now that we're living in, is so contrary to the Word of God. So the Holy Spirit gives you a perception in knowing, wait, this isn't right. This isn't right. You need the Holy Spirit for discernment. 
But the Holy Spirit can only help those that know, listen to, and obey God's voice. You have to learn how to hear the voice of God, which we're going to learn today. How do we do that? How do we do that? See, many times I've heard people say, in the Christian world, God told me. God told me. God told me. God told me to marry this person. You just met this person this week on the internet. God told you to marry this person? This person's an atheist. God told you? Seems like it's in conflict with, with discernment, number one, and with a lot of things the scripture teaches us. God told me to quit my job. God told you to quit your job? This is the fifth job you quit in six months. God told you to quit your job? Are you just making an excuse of being lazy? Are you just making an excuse for your lack of submission because you don't want anyone telling you what to do? Because my Bible says if you don't take care of your family, provide for your family, you're worse than an unbeliever. What do we do with that? God told me it's okay to sleep at my girlfriend's house, at my boyfriend's house. God told you that? Well, as long as we don't have sex. <laughs> Let me ask you, did God not give you hormones? God told me. God told me. God told me. God told me I don't need church. I just need God. How do you know if God told you? We're going to learn about that today. God told me to leave this church, go to that church. And then three years later, God told me to leave this church, go to that church. How do you know? Because my discernment says it might be pride. It might be offense. It might be hurt. It might be a sinful nature that just wants to do whatever it wants to do. It might be ignorance that you don't know the voice of God. You don't know how to discern the voice of God. See, you need to be able to discern truth from misinformation, especially in the days that we're living in and the days that are coming. You better be able to discern truth from misinformation, truth from indoctrination, truth from deceptive persuasion. Some people are extremely persuasive. There's some voices that could cause you to buy swamp land in Florida because they're persuasive. And truth from your sinful nature. Matthew 24, 24, this is a warning to us in these last days. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the very elect. 
So the Lord is saying, you better learn how to discern my voice. Because my sheep listen to my voice. He's speaking all the time. See, whoever's voice you follow, and that voice is usually the loudest voice in your head, is the voice that can persuade you to do anything, even jump off a cliff. You know, ask yourself right now, what, you know, you go, you wake up in the morning, go to bed at night, whose voice do you hear in your head most of the time? We pray, let it be the voice of the Lord. Let it be the word of God. Let it be the truth of God who sets us free. See, some people are still listening to the voice of their abusive father or abusive mother or, you know, or a voice that just kind of always is pushing them to make more money, make more money, make more money, make more success, 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 success. You know, what voice are you listening to? Because that voice is what you're living for. Jesus says, my sheep follow my voice. So we need to ask the Lord, help me, Lord, to make your voice the predominant voice by which I live. Let him be our shepherd. God speaks all the time. He said, I never hear God. God is speaking all the time. The Bible says there's only, there's only one time in history that, Bible, that, that God did not speak. It was the 400 years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. No prophet spoke. There was no word of the Lord. There's no record of God saying anything. There's no one writing down, thus saith the Lord. It was called the, the intertestamental period or the silent years. But other than that 400 years, God is always speaking. And so we're going to learn how does God speak to us. C.S. Lewis said, God whispers to us in our pleasures speaks in our consciences, but shouts in our pains. It's his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. That's a great quote. But God speaks to us in all different ways. I remember having a family member that, you know, I witnessed to all the time, and and this person really just was closed down to God. Angry at God, and... And actually, when, you know, me and my family start talking about God, this person would leave the room. Leave the room. Didn't want anything to do with God. And one day, I'll never forget, I was a, probably in my late, um, my early 20s. This person calls my mom's house and wants to speak to me. And I got on the phone with this person and the person was telling me, Ron, I can sense God where I am. He says, where are you? I'm in the mountains. I think it was California. I'm in the mountains of California. I am overwhelmed by what I am seeing and feeling. And that was the first time that this person ever mentioned God to me. And it reminded me, of the scripture in Romans 1.20, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, that is, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived, being understood 
by what has been made so that they are without excuse. See, even nature and creation speaks about God. Come on. Have you ever sat by the ocean or looked up in the stars on a dark night? Even creation, God uses to speak. I am who I am. I am real. I am God. God will speak through creation. Second way God speaks is he speaks through dreams and visions. Many people will experience God through dreams and vision, visions. Job 33 says, For God speaks again and again. Though people do not recognize it, he speaks in dreams and visions of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. And the Bible says in Acts 2, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. God will speak to you in dreams and visions. You know, my sister always has dreams. I mean, I say, goodness gracious, I wish I had many dreams as you. She always has dreams, and lots of them are spiritual. And I know that not all of them, but I know some of them are from God. When she really feels it's from God, let me tell you, the dreams that she has come to pass. That's a sure sign that the Lord was speaking in a dream. Before I got saved, many of you know, before I got saved, and I was a wretched sinner, and a humanist, and an atheist, and far from God, Jesus appeared to me in a dream. And it was that dream that changed the destiny of my life. It wasn't just a dream. Jesus appeared to me in a dream. The Lord speaks to us in dreams. But the most perfect, continuous voice of God that you don't have to question. Is this dream you, God? You don't have to question. The only perfect, continuous voice of God is the Word of God. It's Scripture. See, Romans ten seventeen says, So faith comes by hearing, and hearing through the Word of Christ. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than every, any two-edged or double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. When you're here on Sunday and you're hearing the word of God, it is alive and active. It's causing you to see things in yourself that if the Word of God wasn't preached, you wouldn't see. And it's causing growth to happen in you because it's alive and active. This is what causes you to grow spiritually. The Word of God, Scripture, is God's perfect voice. You want to know what God says about something? You go to the Word of God. 
It's not subjective. It's objective. It's truth. It's pure truth. You want to hear God? You want to learn to hear God? Get yourself a Bible or get a Bible app and listen to the Word of God. He will stop you in your tracks at times and it will feel like Jesus himself is sitting with you and talking to you. It's the Word of God. It's truth. It can't be questions. It, it's without error. It's truth. See, dreams can have errors in them. Um, even prophecy, people prophesying. You judge that prophecy by the word of God. This is the judge of everything. What you hear in church, what you hear preachers say, what you hear other Christians say, what you hear... Uncle Harry say, has to be judged. Test the spirits. What you learn in school, test the spirits. What you listen to on the news, test the spirits. What this organization says and that organization says, test the spirits. How do you test the spirits? The perfect voice of God is the word of God. And that's why you need to know it, learn it, read it. Take notes in church on Sunday. Another way that God speaks is God-appointed leadership. Jeremiah 3.15. And I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. See, every Christian needs a good church, a good Bible, and a good pastor. Every Christian. Every, peop, every Christian. It's sad that many pastors only get called when someone needs a funeral done, or a wedding done, or a baby dedication done. But God gives you spiritual leadership, and he speaks through spiritual leadership. And it's the voice of God through the word of God. You're hearing God. You're hearing God. Ephesians 4 says, Christ himself, Jesus himself, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. God does not want us to stay as baby Christians with diapers on. He wants you to be mature. Men, you're called to be spiritual leaders on the earth, where you work, in your family, but you need to discern and learn the Word of God. Why do we have a men's thing this Wednesday? Because we're raising up men who can hear the Word of God and hear the voice of God and learn how to live life following the shepherd. Well, I don't need that. Well, you're not hearing the voice of God. You might be a goat. <laughs> Me, a goat? Yeah, you a goat. Independent, rebellious, 
Who are you following? Who's your shepherd? Who's your leader? Who's your pastor? Who are those that God's put over you, like the Bible says? Who's mentoring you? The Apostle Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Where does it say that? The Bible. The voice of God is speaking to you. Whose voice will you follow? Whose voice will you listen to? Some guru? Some self-help book? Some rich dad, poor dad? Is that your pastor? Is that your spiritual leader? Is that your God? What does God's voice sound like? What does it sound like? Husbands? Usually sounds like your wife. (laughs) Wives? Sometimes sounds like your husband. Sometimes it sounds like your kids. Where your kids will lead you. Mommy, Daddy, we're going to church, right? Going to church, right? Going to church, right? Might be the voice of God speaking to your kids, through your kids. But God's voice is not boisterous. It's not condescending. It's not condemning. And it's certainly not religious. Thus saith the Lord. I am your God. It's not Chow and Heston, the Ten Commandments. But God can be very direct. He can be very, very direct. You know, it's like a parent who sees their kid all of a sudden escape their hand and run into the street. That parent is there to save your life. God can be very direct. But in 1 Kings 19, Elijah stood on a mountain and the Lord was ready to pass by. And the scripture says, then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. The Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face. He went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And it's funny because I think God says that to us many times. What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing here? You know you shouldn't be here. And you feel a tug on your heart. And you feel a a prick in your conscience. The voice of God may be speaking to you. Might not be boisterous. You might not be judging. You better not. Might just be a still small whisper. God saying, come on. You have pride. Come on. You're hurt. Come on. I want you to forgive. Might be the whisper of God. Let me just close by giving you three things God's voice will never do. Number one, his voice will never, ever violate scripture. Never. 
and his voice will never affirm or support unforgiveness, pride, and acts of the flesh. People usually say they hear from God when they're hurt, offended, and they use it as an excuse to feed unforgiveness, to feed hurt. And it's not God at all. Because God will never, ever violate his word. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud. God will actually oppose you if you're, you're prideful. You can't receive. You can't be led. You can't be taught. You can't have leadership over you. You can't be submissive. God will oppose you. And he gives grace to the humble. First Thessalonians 5.21 says, Test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Hold fast to what you know is God, his character, who Jesus really is and wants you to be. Number two, we're talking about three things God's voice will never do. Have the music ministry come forward. God will never disrespect God-ordained authority. Listen, God will never disrespect God-ordained authority. When King Saul was chasing after David, and David was with 3,000 men, and he's being chased like a dog because Saul wants to kill him, David ha happens to be in this cave, and lo and behold, Saul comes and doesn't know David, David's in this cave, and Saul wants to kill David, and next thing you know, David sees Saul, and I want to read this just passage in 1 Samuel 24. David's men said to David, see, this is the day the Lord told you. See, I am about to give the one who hates you into your hand. You will do to him what you think is best. Then David got up, and he cut off. Saul doesn't see him. It's a dark cave. He cut off a piece of Saul's clothing in secret. And after this, David felt guilty in his heart because he had cut off a piece of Saul's clothing. So he said to his men, may the Lord not let me put out my hand against my leader, for he is the Lord's chosen one. Here's a guy who's a maniac. Saul was crazy, insane. He was going to kill David. He, his whole life was spent on killing David. David has the opportunity to spare his own life and take revenge. And his heart was smitten by the Holy Spirit. And he says, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. Because this man, God put him in this position. And then third, God will never condemn you. God will never condemn you. He will correct you. He will discipline you. But his voice will never condemn you. He'll never speak to you in a, in a derogatory, you're an idiot, you're dumb, you're a failure, you're a filthy sinner. God will never speak that way. Never. Romans 8, 1 says, Therefore there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. But Hebrews 12, 6 says, The Lord disciplines the one he loves 
and he chastens, which means he refrains everyone he accepts as his son. See, God sometimes will refrain from blessing you in a certain area because you're violating a principle. So he has to teach you a lesson. So he'll refrain from blessing you in a certain area because he wants to teach you a lesson. But he will never condemn you. And I encourage parents, never, ever, ever label your kids. Never condemn your kids. You discipline them, you teach them, and you explain why they're receiving discipline. And you tell them you love them. You never abuse your children. Don't let your words reflect the voice of the devil. Let your words reflect the love and care of Jesus Christ. And if you need to discipline them, after you do, because they might be rebellious, you don't want goats. You don't want to raise goats. You want to raise sheep. But you tell them, Mommy, Daddy, love you. And you teach them. That's the way Jesus teaches. That's the way Jesus speaks to us. Amen? Hi, this is Ron Tromoli, pastor of Legacy Church. I want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. I hope it encouraged you and strengthened your faith. If you haven't already, please subscribe and review this podcast. It really helps us to reach more people with the hope that we find in Jesus. Well, I hope to see you some Sunday in person or online at LegacyChurchRI.com where you can watch our full Sunday services and be blessed by the many helpful resources that we have for you, including parent tips. Well, God bless you mightily. Hope to see you next week.